for Seafood News. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by Comtel, the premier market intelligence platform for all center of the plate proteins. The latest feature update integrating Upsano forecasting data directly into Comtel's charting capabilities has been well received by subscribers who are now able to view past, present, and forward-looking pricing data in one place. If you haven't had a chance to check out this feature, reach out to an account manager at sales at to see what all the buzz is about. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernaberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. On Thursday last week, U.S. Congressman Garrett Graves announced that the U.S. Department of Agriculture would be purchasing up to $25 million of Gulf of Mexico and South Atlantic wild-caught shrimp to help provide relief to Louisiana shrimp industry. The move is being applauded by the industry group, the Southern Shrimp Alliance. Louisiana shrimp industry has faced several setbacks in recent years, from Hurricane Ida and other natural disasters, to gas prices and supply chain issues, to the openings of the Bonnie Carey spillway. Uh, Congressman Graves, with the support of Congressman Jerry Carl, reached out to USDA Secretary Thomas J. Vilsack in June to request that the department consider Gulf shrimp for Section 32 purchases, which would allow the USDA to purchase domestic shrimp and then donate it to schools and low-income or disaster relief groups. The USDA agreed to purchase Gulf shrimp under the authority of Section 32 of the Agriculture Adjustment Act. And Graves wrote in the letter that we are not giving up on Louisiana's seafood industry, the largest supplier in the country, and the economic engine of many areas along our coast. We are working from every angle to bring them more relief while also working to reform the ridiculous fisheries disaster process. This shrimp purchase will also give schools, food banks, and disaster-stricken areas access to another sustainable and nutritious source of protein. This is a big win for South Louisiana communities. John Williams, executive director of the Southern Shrimp Alliance, applauded the move by Graves and Carl in a press release following the announcement. Williams said, everyone dependent upon the commercial fishery is grateful for the unwavering efforts of Representative Garrett Graves and Representative Jerry Carl to obtain significant, meaningful relief for the domestic shrimp industry. Shrimpers from Texas to North Carolina are confronting unprecedented challenges this year, from natural disasters to a deluge of cheap imports to high fuel costs to inflation everywhere, but in the price of our catch. We are fortunate both to have fishermen that continue to fight for the future of our industry and representatives that have been willing to listen and take action. A formal bid invitation for the purchases announced by Gray's on Thursday has yet to be released. In other news, Peter Pan Seafood is ready to welcome a new CEO nearly two years after coming under new ownership. Kevin Bixler, who most recently served as Global Director of Group Fish Procurement at Thai Union, is, a te- is set to take on the leadership role of Peter Pan next month. Roger May, owner and chief growth officer at Peter Pan, said that Kevin's experience at Thai Union, a global seafood leader, and his other various roles in the industry make him a natural fit for Peter Pan. May had been handling many of the uh, CEO duties prior to Bixler's hiring. Another new Starkist also has a new CEO. The company announced last week that Che Un Un will be taking over as president and CEO from Andrew Cho on January 1st of 2023. Um is currently the corporate senior vice president of procurement strategy, digital procurement transformation, and general procurement for LG Electronics. And prior to joining LG in 2008, Um was with Westinghouse Company, where he served as director of global strategic sourcing. He's also held director positions with Dave Baring, uh, Merck, Praxair, and General Electric. 
On the Salmon Front, Salmar CEO Linda Ace has stepped down from her role as CEO of the Salmon Farming Giant after spending just five months in the position. The company's board of directors has appointed Frode Arnston as CEO. Arnston has been with Salmar since 2017, serving as COO for sales and industry. He has spent over two decades in the seafood industry and has been in management positions with a number of companies in the space. Just week before Ace's resignation, Salmar's former CFO, Gunnar Nielsen, also resigned from his post. Nielsen will remain with the company until the end of 2022. And finally, Fortune International has appointed Ian Navarro as its first chief marketing officer. Navarro will begin immediately and marks the newest member of Fortune's executive leadership team. He will be reporting to President and CEO Sean O'Scallon. Navarro will lead Fortune's marketing and execution, including brand and performance marketing, e-commerce, product development, and client relationship management. With 14 acquisitions completed since 2012, Navarro will work with the acquired companies and develop a sole marketing plan for Fortune Fish and Gourmet. We will also be tasked with supporting both sourcing and distribution teams to ensure that innovation within product and supply chains meets client needs. We're keeping things short and sweet this week, so we're ending it with some fun news about TikTok. The social media platform has been influencing clothing purchases, kitchen gadgets, and beauty products. And now it's also influencing people into trying new restaurants. Uh, Marketing communications agency MGH revealed this week that a national survey of TikTok users found that the social media platform has influenced their dining behaviors. So according to the survey, 38% of TikTok users have visited a restaurant and or ordered food from a restaurant after seeing a video about it on TikTok. That number jumps to more than half, 53%, when narrowing it down to millennial TikTok users in the U.S. But what's really surprising is that TikTok is leading people to travel longer distances and spend more money than they normally would on their restaurant meals. MGH found that 30% of surveyed TikTok users traveled longer than they normally do for a restaurant, and 28% of the surveyed TikTok users said they had visited a restaurant that was slightly more expensive than the ones they usually visit. As for what's leading these TikTok users to branch out and try these new restaurants... Well, the main driver at 72% is that the food featured in the videos looks appetizing. However, other leading factors include a unique menu item at 45%. Um, It looks like a fun place to go with family or friends at 42%. They had a cool way of serving food or drink at 38%. A cool atmosphere or that it had a great view. So MGH's survey isn't the only one to highlight how TikTok is impacting dining. Studies conducted by Google found that almost 40% of young people ages 18 to 24 go to TikTok or Instagram over Google Maps or search to look for a place for lunch. And more users are also looking to the platform for recipe ideas and cooking hacks as well. So according to TikTok, recipes, uh, cooking videos, they have 18 billion views and it's one of their top 10 content categories. I know I have aged myself out of this category when I'm thinking, how do you look for a place to eat on Instagram? Like, I, And I'm definitely I'm definitely not there with you either. I mean, I have a TikTok account. <laughs> I've got some catching I, up to do. I had one started and then I kind of fell off with it. And I actually got back on it because of a recipe. My sister sent me this like roasted peach recipe. Um, oh, there you go. And, and, but you're right. Like, and I'm actually, I'm going on vacation in a few weeks to San Francisco and I might use TikTok to find new places to eat out there. All right. Well, let us know how you do. And if you learn how to do it, teach me. <laughs> so if there is one social media platform to be following, it is TikTok. The platform is the most engaging social media app with an average session length of 10.85 minutes which is double Pinterest, which takes the number two spot with five minutes 
And the ages of users are across the board. Only 25% of users are between 10 to 19 years old. 22.4% are between 20 to 29 years old. 21.7% are between 30 to 39 years old. And 20.3% are between 40 and 49 years old. And 11 are 50 and over. So I was actually surprised by those numbers because I thought it was mainly like tweens on there. So I thought there was right, right. 25% of between 10 and 15. Uh, 10. We got to get at it. Yeah, but 11% at the over 50 crowd. I, uh, that also surprised Good for me. Them. Yeah. Because like I said, I'm, I'm 34 and I'm, I can barely handle it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't understand how to post stuff on there. I, I'm not a good dancer. I don't have great... That's what I thought it was. I thought they just taught you dances. And then once, once I found out that, no, you just have to watch the video 50 million times, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well... Follow, anyway, follow we digress. Yeah, you can follow Lauren on TikTok. See if she dances for you. But uh, that does it for us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's dancing on TikTok. Well, no, but maybe no. you'll, maybe one day you'll find us cooking seafood on there. That's that's or, or eating yeah. seafood. We can that that'll be our goal for 2023. Break into TikTok. Watch us eat on TikTok. So, all right, that really does it for us. So, <laughs> thanks for listening. I'll see you back here next week. Bye bye.